Hello and welcome to this very exclusive briefing from the Get Your Film Fix podcast. I just wanted to reach out to our audience and let them know that they are the best of the best. The rare few, the very rare few, very few people who have the who have the privilege to fly with the Get Your Film Fix podcast. Today I'm joined by Lee, beautiful boy Carlo, yeah, Jeremy, Dark Knight Fisk, and I'm Chapin, sexy beast Hemingway. Hmm. Notice what he gave himself. To the <laughs> oh, I'm beautiful. Um, gentlemen, welcome to this briefing. Um, I have one question for you. What do you look for in a summer blockbuster? Beautiful boy, go. This. Top Gun Maverick is what I look for in a summer blockbuster. And it's it's uh it's a rare sighting, but this is it. What they did here. Well, what I look for specifically is hitting five G's minimum. If yeah. you hit if you hit ten G's, you're going all the way. Okay. That's good. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think uh, you guys kind of just gave away your opinions now. So um, I also want to apologize for the delay. Um, we've had two cases of, or more than two cases of COVID. COVID across the country. It finally hit us. Coast. Wait, <clears throat> hit you guys? I didn't right. get it. Yeah, hit, well, hit, hit your family. Hit my family. Um, not not mine. So we've been quite we've been quite delayed in getting to Maverick. Maverick came out a month ago. It has set the box office on fire as if the you know blowing through the afterburners, baby. It's made something like nearly six hundred million dollars in four weeks, uh, over a billion worldwide. It's a big, big hit. Probably will be the biggest hit of the year. Um, it's not exactly an original movie because it's a sequel to. Top Gun, but that movie came out, I mean, I don't know, nearly 37 years ago. 36 36 years years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was like, I think it's the longest between between, uh, an original and a sequel ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially starring the same guy. The same guy, yeah. (laughs) Who happened to be younger somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real miracle. How did he do that? Um, okay, well, let's get into it, guys. Lee, you seem to have loved it. So, is, so that, I, is that the case? Uh, <clears throat> so, I, I I loved what this movie was. Now, this is this is far from a transcendent or even great movie. But and I even might even think that the original Top Gun is better. I don't know. It's I almost think that this movie makes both better. But. This explain. is exactly, what do you mean by that? Yeah, why why that. does it mean? It, well, does it make I think both we'll get better? into kind of the. I don't. Know, should we use the word homage? That oh, or like definitely or res- for sure respect yeah. that this movie pays to the original, and it just it gets the nostalgia juices flowing, and it makes you remember the original in a a very fond way, and it allows you to forget the flaws of the original. But this movie, the things that work in this movie are what I was looking for from it. This, it's, it's a thrill ride. It is an experience. And I mentioned to you guys that I saw this in, in the best possible theater I could in terms of sound and screen. And I did that on purpose because I knew 
that that is what this movie was going to offer. And I think in terms of entertainment, you know, popcorn movie, blockbuster, summer movie, however you want to define it, this is what I'm looking for. Hits all the marks. Intense, you know, seat-shaking, practical intensity like it's it's all there and like you that, notice how much lee, wanted, so. lee is into the the seat shaking the seat part shaking of it. yeah that was yeah, my you, favorite you, part you've brought that up a couple of times <clears throat> I, I mean look like i i hope we get into kind of some of this you know the silliness and like melodrama of this movie which is no different than the original top gun and maybe those are flaws or maybe those are just what the movie is but it all just comes down to what the intention was, what my expectation was, and that's where it delivered. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. Like, I had a weird viewing of it because, like, I, while watching it, I'm like, the the part of my brain that's like, this is a movie, I, I have to, like, respect it as a movie, I have to try to figure that out as a movie, like was very it was it was gnawing at me and being like eh, there, this doesn't make any sense Jeremy <laughs> this this doesn't work oh, just, uh, stop your, paying your, it your director's then, hat your your yeah, critic's hat was on yeah, I was trying to yeah and then the part of me that's just like oh fucking hell they go and mock ten in the fucking you know like yeah in the yeah. first five minutes of the movie <laughs> it's so cool and I just wanted to be up in the sky with them and I'm like oh it's like uh, of course, the, the like you know, like everything's just like of course, like of course, the the uh, the equivalent of ice is gonna be the good guy in the end. It's just like, of course, doesn't matter. It's so fun. It's just just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Get Your Film Fix podcast. No, do you agree? Disagree, Chapin? Like, no, well, I agree. Where, it was, where, it was a ton of this? it was a ton of fun. I mean, you know, like we can get into the geeky shit. Like, uh, you know, I think, like I said, like I, I, you know, we're in this age where I think we're a little skeptical of the way people throw their power around Hollywood. Um, you know, I think I think Tom Cruise can be someone who maybe is a little, um, you know, probably has a little bit too much power as an actor. But his proviso, his requirement for this movie was for them to film as much of it for real as possible now of course like back in the old top gun days they had to do all that stuff because there was really no other way of doing it i mean i'm sure there's there's a lot of miniature work and things like that but you know i think the thing most people know about the movie but are you talking about tom cruise when you say miniature work (laughs) (laughs) um that uh they really did a lot of this stuff like they Everything in that's filmed in a cockpit is, I, I believe, is for real. I don't think there's any green screen there, and as a result, like this movie has has, you know, like Lee. I mean, I want to use the metaphor of the seat shaking here, but like it feels physical. It yeah. feels real. It f- makes you feel something because it's real. Because it's not. 
Because you're, because like your, Jeremy, like your little part of your brain being like, how should I analyze this? There is a part of our brains, even if we don't necessarily know how movies are made, that know something is fake or impossible. And that little subconscious, little nagging little thing keeps us from fully embracing these movies. But this movie made that decision to do that and went to great efforts to get it done. And it fucking worked. Like, holy shit, did it work. Yeah, it doesn't let you off the hook. Like it, it like Jaren, it didn't let you spend too much time thinking about all these things that may or may not matter. And and maybe a way to kind of go through this is to talk about how much some of these things do matter. Like, you know, well, Jennifer Connelly's character. All right, is, let's go. Like, oh, I, I'd not- like to get into that, but also, like, first off, before we get into that specifics, like we keep talking about like holy shit this worked like you're on the edge of your seat and like the, what like but we haven't talked about what it what it is that did that is it just the aerial yeah, the aspect is it just like what what is that part of this movie is it the nostalgia is it the the i don't think it's the stuff is it think, like what, what a, do you guys think to me is it's that a lot point? of the it's a lot of the in-flight stuff just really worked for me. You know, like there's very few CGI shots in here. There are some, and, and I think they stand out because the whole rest of the movie is pretty real. But like you just get this very visceral feeling of what it's like to be in the shoes of these people flying these planes. And I mean, you can see it on their faces. Yeah, like, yeah. You can how see how fast it. they're going, and it's it's to a certain extent not acting. Like <laughs> And I think that we also appreciate the practical nature of this movie and know what it takes to accomplish that. And that adds another element of, you know, I guess intensity. Like, I, I just can't overstate how intense this movie is in such a good way, in such an enjoyable way. Yeah. I want to I want to know, like, hey, locations, uh, the sky <laughs> is not. Yeah. It's not quite. Clouds. Cl- it's clouds. not quite clear, <laughs> clear enough today make make the sky clear like it's wild it's wild that they were able to get this accomplished it was wild that um the navy or air force or whoever agreed to to do this like it's kind of crazy right guys like that's yes and and i also think a lot i i just think cruz is so good in this movie i just think he is just perfect and I feel like you know in the Mission Impossible movies, which is he he's not as fun as this. Which which he also had a, like a preview for before this. Yeah, movie. and he, he's not as good. But um, yeah, Jeremy, can you make a little more noise there? Sorry, I'm gonna have to plug in He's, my, he's uh, packing up to go to his yeah, house. He's moving, <laughs> moving back to their house, right, which which has a podcast studio. So it will eventually. Okay, you done. Yep. So what's so what's wrong with this movie? Uh, the 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 love subplot. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> uh, didn't work. Um, All right, can you guys explain it to me? Like, what was I tried to look up in trivia? She's like the daughter of like a there's like a, there's, a, there's a brief like, line in the first movie where a throwaway, he, yeah, yeah a throwaway line that he like slept with one of the admiral's daughters, and that's why he's in. And so they went back to that. So know. she's the Got admiral's it. daughter. Got it. Okay. Um, some similar, some similar uh, fancy footwork done in Jurassic World Dominion, which you know we can talk about it another day in terms of throwbacks. But um, oh, for fuck's yeah, sake. I mean Jennifer Connelly is like 
completely wasted in this movie. And I think in terms of evaluating it as a whole, that is the biggest problem. And that's the one that maybe does matter a little bit yeah. because it's trying to be, I, I guess, one of the two emotional aspects of the movie. The other being, you know, Tom Cruise and Miles Teller's character's relationship, which I think works much better, yes. um, even yeah. if it's not great. But uh, very convenient. Probably too. done. I mean, you can. I guess you can't not have a love interest in the Top Gun movie. But you know, there's all this, there's all there's jokes and you know, critiques about the chemistry between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis in the original Top Gun, which I've actually never really had a huge problem with. Although it's, it is a little asexual. But Here, yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe like the most Can beautiful woman on earth than Jennifer because, Connelly. <laughs> and they have no chemistry. The, like even like we recently w- watched Top Gun right before we watched this. And Sarah was just like laughing at their makeout scenes and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, seems seems normal to me. Well, yeah, because you're, you're a gay man who is yeah. faking being a straight yeah, I don't know. It is just I like, mean, uh, I think I think Top Gun is like a. I mean, a lot of people think it as a very gay text. As we, we, you know, we'll insert the Quentin Tarantino monologue here. You know, like yeah, it's it's I, it's definitely a gay text. Whether it was intended that way or not, I don't know. But that volleyball scene is sure pretty sure, gay. I didn't sure, find it sure as gay gave me in my most recent viewing as I as I remembered. Well, yeah, it just feels it just feels normal. It to just feels now. normal to me yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's then talk about Miles Teller, who plays Rooster, and is Goose's son. Um, Goose also a bird. Who, of course, you know, <laughs> Maverick <laughs> has. Obviously known his whole oh, that's life. So clever. Has obviously known his whole life. Who's also a bird. <laughs> if you could pick your call sign, what would it be? Oh, okay, so oh, that's I, right on. That's too too much. I, I loved I was annoyed, Chapin, that, that they gave fantasy spreadsheet. Oh really? Which, which is such a perfect one for me. Um, but Jeremy said big dick. That's obviously very accurate. Well, we're not, we're not saying that over the, on the Navy, uh, radio. So it's got to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dark well, Knight is a cool one. Another alternative for Jeremy was Milkman. Good fella. Oh, Milkman. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. yeah Milkman. Like <laughs> Milkman coming. Good fella. Oh. Raging Bull. Raging Bull's too long. You don't have to be a. It doesn't have to be a movie. Doesn't have to. It, you can pick. It, it also now. doesn't have to be a Scorsese movie. I know, yeah. but these all sound cool. <laughs> the Last <laughs> Temptation <laughs> of Christ. Go Last Temptation. Yeah, because but by the time you finish the end of it, you can't tell them. There's King a, of Comedy. <laughs> bake right. Bake right. <laughs> Last Temptation. Oh, Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> All right, we're, we've lost. We've we've. Uh, we've have we gone off track here? Veered, yeah, veered right here. <clears throat> what do you guys think of Miles Teller? 
I liked him. I liked him. I I I, I, I don't think it matters though. I liked him too, it but it matters matter. zero. Yeah. Like this movie's all about like the. Well, okay, but that was okay. So I think that's, but so Jennifer Connelly does matter though to us a little bit. I think she matters in the fact that it that it hurt the movie. I Miles think just, Teller didn't hurt the movie. She slows the movie down. Most yep. of the Teller scenes are at least on the periphery of airborne sequences. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that makes a difference, I think, for sure. Um, I mean, all right, here's a question for you guys that I literally want to know. When he goes to Mach 10 in the, the whatever, $100 million, $50 million spacecraft that he goes to Mach 10 in, and then he ends up in the diner, that means he crashed it? And he crashed that $50 million yeah, but it's a test plane, so it doesn't matter. Like, right? Like, that's what that means. Or he had a hard landing, and nobody, nobody brought that up again. No, that's what happens when you test things; they crash. They crash. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Obviously, you didn't see First Man. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, John Hamm did not like him, and that might have been oh, part of the reason. That was the other thing is I wanted to bring up. The uh, the my list of John Hamm ruins this movie list. All of them, because I think he's terrible at he, being. But he, play, he just any, plays this all the time, and I think it's it's bad. It's just it like it distracts you. It's like, what are you doing, dude? You're not good at this. I, I mean, the, hot take. I don't think he's good at it in the town either, which is like no, when it started. That's not a hot take. That's. The town, this movie, uh, Baby Driver, like he just ruins all these movies. Like, he, maybe he's not a very good actor. I don't think he is. I mean, I I think he's a comedic actor. I, I do think he's funny when he shows up in in bit parts, but um, yeah, he plays the same thing. You know, I, it's all. But now we're really getting into the like what doesn't matter because him and then um all the you know, admirals and higher-ranked officers are all part of this this mission, this against the unnamed country, which, again, like the first one, it doesn't matter who it's against. It's just the enemy. And, and also, I like how they had... It's all about pushing the plot forward. That's fine. Whatever this country was, had missiles across a canyon for ages... Like, yeah, just waiting for something to fly yeah, by. Yeah, w- wait, waiting for that. Yeah, like that's that, in snow-capped mountains and yeah, canyons that's that would, next to the ocean. Yeah, never happened. Uh, it's a strange uh, topography. It, you know, it's it would that Jeremy. I'd like to know what that location was. What that? It's what Washington. That was. was it? Oh, was mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they makes filmed. Sense. They filmed it on. Uh, <clears throat> they launched from the Whidbey Island Naval Station there, and that's where they actually have those those cannons too. Yeah. I think, the, I, think, they I think the cannons the... might be CGI. So, what else did you guys like about this movie? Or is there nothing else to like and that doesn't matter either? Um, How about the, the... Essentially what Top Gun is in this? Because it's not really a school anymore. So what they've done in this story is uh, in the interest of this very difficult mission that they have to complete, Tom Cruise has been brought back to train all of the previous 
Top Gun winners who are oddly kind of all the same age. I don't really understand that, but um, all the previous Top Gun winners. So this is not a Top Gun competition in this movie. It's really just a uh, series of training sequences led by Maverick. How do you feel about that as the plot device? Love that. I love that it's not... I love that the plot is not the world's going to end. You know, it's a simple thing they've got to do, very similar to Star Wars. But um, yeah, it was it was exactly the plot. Right. Of exactly Star the start. Uh, um, and uh, you know, like it, it's not like if you don't get this, the world's gonna end. I mean, the, the stakes are pretty high, but like, yeah. And then they we're gonna train to do this. It's this very specific mission. You know, I think like in Top Gun. Uh, the, you know, the enemy is kind of nebulous, like who they're fighting is kind of nebulous. Not that it's defined here, but there's a clear mission objective that's quite interesting and doesn't really have a lot to do with dog fighting. And it makes it, and the, the circumstances of it make for extreme flying conditions. And I think that's really cool. And I think that plot device in its simplicity was really clever. Um, you know, I know Christopher McQuarrie had a big hand in this movie. He didn't technically direct it, but <laughs> he's like, He's Cruz's he polish man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but did you miss the the competition aspect of Top Gun? I mean, it's still kind of there, I guess. You know, all these hotshot pilots are kind uh, of competing with each other. I think they tried to make it there, but it really wasn't. That that's a good point. Like, uh, I forget the guy's name. The one that was like the adversary to Rooster there, that ended up save saving his life in the end. Um, the. <laughs> Oh, the Glenn Powell hangman? Yeah. Hangman, yes. I I just didn't feel that there was no, like, reason for that. They tried to make it that, the the competition, but there was, like, kind of no reason for it. Like, in the the original Top Gun with Ice and Maverick, it was like, who's going to be first? Who's going to be second? Well, they had that, too. I think the problem, though, that you're dealing with is you're dealing with this rivalry between secondary characters as opposed to the rivalry with your star in Iceman and Maverick here you're dealing with Rooster and Hangman kind of on the periphery of what's happening to Maverick I mean they had like real stakes to deal with so like who becomes first and who becomes second didn't really matter it's just who uh, Tom Cruise's character who Maverick was gonna pick like that's really what it came down to uh, so Val Kilmer's in this movie. Yeah. It's interesting to see him. He definitely um, has the whatever the Roger Ebert thing is. Well, was, what did he... I, I didn't finish watching that documentary. He had throat cancer, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he was. the intention was always to have him be a part of this movie, knowing his condition. It, and w- without sound, sounding insensitive, it just felt so ham-fisted in, the whole, like... He like basically making Iceman Val Kilmer. He's dying. He you know spoiler alert. He dies in the movie, which is not really a big plot point. And it just feels like it's trying to pay respect to Val Kilmer's part in the Top Gun legacy. I disagree as because to being part I, of the movie. I disagree because I I liked how they used him as the reason that Maverick continued to get oh, yeah, jobs. Yeah, he's like a safety blanket because. Uh, Val Kilmer's character was just like, yeah, no, to hire him. It'll, apparently, he's like really high up. You just kind of accept that. He's like 
high up in in, in the navy and yeah yeah i mean it was fine it just to me felt like it was more important that he was part of the continuing legacy of top gun than it was about making sure his storyline fits in the plot of top gun maverick which i guess is fine too um and that can lead us right into but why does how that much matter? how much this movie owes to <laughs> the original top gun in terms of its references it's you know Rip-offs. I don't think you can call them rip-offs when it's the same movie, essentially. Yeah, I love no, every bit of that. In there's this not movie. a lot of Tony Scott in this movie. the the opening The opening well, they, little it's bits dedicated on the, to him. I know that, but it's not. It's not. It doesn't. It does not feel in the same style as Top Gun. No, it doesn't. I don't know. I think right from the beginning, like they use the um, Danger Zone song right well, from the, the beginning. Well, the whole opening sequence is nearly and, shot for shot. Yeah, and it was the edits. It was like it, it was like it got you into that like space right away. And yeah, I, mean, I think I think the I, I think I the edits were quicker. I don't disagree, but I don't think this movie has much in common with Tony Scott's style, and nor necessarily should it. But um, but I think I what I mean by what it owes the original one in ter- is just in terms of like how much it's relying on and doubling down on the nostalgia we have for the original Top Gun. You know, with that opening sequence being nearly shot for shot. You know, all these m- music drops, all the 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 scene with um Miles Teller playing Great Balls of Fire on the piano just like his dad in the original one. Like all of these things are so reminiscent or even just carbon I mean, copies of the original wh- and I think that's what done do on you purpose. guys what do like you guys it. think of literally them cutting to the old, to the original Top Gun in flashbacks? I'm, I'm fine with that. I didn't. Like, I didn't mind it. It's a little cheesy, but it is. But I think that this movie knows what it is, and that goes right back to what we were saying at the beginning. It's a thrill ride, but it's also a sequel to a movie that has aged really, really well, and is probably better now than it was then. And it is taking advantage of all the things that we're nostalgic for in that movie. And Wait, I don't think that there's think, anything wrong with that. You think the original Top Gun is aged better? For sure. I think that that I think people like the original Top Gun way more now than they did when it came out. And huh. that can that can be a nostalgia thing. That can be even like a it's good because it's bad in some instances but but it's not though like it's not it it definitely doesn't qualify as the good because it's bad the movie doesn't but there's certainly sequences it was a fucking huge hit though dude i know but i don't think it was considered a great movie i think people i don't think it's considered a great movie now i think people people think it is or it is a really good movie i do i i mean i really like top gun it has its problems but so does this one and i really liked this Wait, right. We we all liked it. We all enjoyed it and like go see it. But like, are we talking like this is a like like consideration? Like, are we talking consideration for fixies? Like, what do you mean good movie? Do you guys? So, what what is you guys's? So, Jeremy, when you watched Top Gun, the original Mm -hmm. Top Gun, the other day, how long had it been? Oh, it had to have been ten years. What was your What was your like? What did you remember about it, or remember how you felt about it? What, did, what were you thinking? You, Weirdly, I mean, I, I like a lot of my thought process went back to originally seeing it, and like, 
seeing it with my parents and like like a, a lot of it had to do with the nostalgia of when I saw it originally. And I think that and then how did you like it this time around? I mean, I I enjoyed it. I I definitely enjoyed it. I here's the problem with me like in general. Just nothing to do with Top Gun or just, movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, movies. I I just I like when I watch a movie like like Top Gun, I I I have a hard time turning off the parts of my brain where I have to say this is like what this is for this movie. Right. And I, I so don't... So when you're watching the volleyball scene, it's like... Well, it's not... Yeah, it's a volleyball scene. It's a bunch of scenes there. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, just... I mean, I think, you, you know, you pointed out the nostalgia, and that's what you remember, and I think that's a big part of people's fondness for the Top Gun pair of movies now. And, that, and that's my point with this movie, is it, it takes advantage of that. It uses those things that we're nostalgic for. It puts in a, also, dog fighting football. Let's play that. But that looked awesome. Yeah. How did how? What are the rules there? I don't. It's just you play offense and defense at the same time. You have two footballs. Looks awesome. Um, but that scene is substituted in for the volleyball scene. You have Hangman substituted in for Iceman. You have Rooster for Goose. You have Jennifer Connelly in for Kelly McGillis. Like and you have Maverick for. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise for uh, younger Tom Cruise in for the older Tom Cruise in the original one. Yep. It's all there to remind you of what you liked in the first one. And it amps it up and it brings us to the 21st century and it Look, you know, yeah, I have no complaint about it. Like I it was it was a lot of fun uh to watch this movie. And that like what else are you going to do? Like if you're go like going to the theater why why not just like go for the movie that's going to be the biggest like bang for your buck and this is it right i mean i've been cruising through movies at home and they're all like perfectly suitable at home yeah but top gun in the theater is just like a, a perfect movie experience like that's what the theater is for you know that's why it, you know, you spend the extra money. That's why you sit next to a bunch of annoying people because it's meant to be an experience that you can't get at home. And I think obviously the the intensity of the movie is one piece of it, but like another huge factor in my enjoyment of this is how obvious it was that it was like a sequel to the original and that they were doing all these things, the opening sequence, the music, the homages, the, you know rip-offs all these things were i thought were i mean a, the a fact, lot of fun the fact that tom cruise could still do the volleyball slash football shirtless scene 36 years later well he was just kind of coaching wasn't he <laughs> no he <laughs> was one no he had his shirt off oh, yeah of course he had his shirt off obviously he's gonna have his shirt off but he's not gonna have his shirt off he keeps his shirt on at the beach <laughs> yeah yeah he doesn't have a sh- he uh has jeans on in the bo- volleyball sequence. <laughs> but, and Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards has his shirt on. Yeah, Bob had his shirt on in this this version. So that's right, Bob. That was the call sign. Yeah, Bob. 
What do you guys think of that? That's a boring one. Pick a better one. All right, Chapin, you're the you're the host of this show. What what about it? You're the host of this show. So what's next? Um yeah, well I I, I wanna know is if this is um will will this do you think this will be in any fixy considerations? Uh I doubt it. I mean cinematography maybe. I mean it's a different type of work than we usually reward, but I think you have to you know, talk about what a good job they did. Um but <sighs> I don't know that there's anything else that will be nominated. You guys seem to really like Tom Cruise here. I don't know if it's a fixie <clears throat> nominated. I mean, I've nominated Tom Cruise in, for a fixie nomination. I'm the only one. And yeah, but that was the wrong choice. No, no, it's not. Go on, though. Uh, uh, I, c- I could see Tom Cruise getting nominated. Like, he, you could tell that, like, he put his heart and soul into this movie. And but he's, meant, like, he's actually acting, and he's actually yeah. playing a character, not just, like, yeah. Ethan Hunt, who is, like, morphed from, you know, sort of a iffy, kind of morally iffy spy to a, you know, Boy Scout, not very interesting character. Right. So, I, w- I think... You know, Tom Cruise might get a directing nomination. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of wild how how much power he had over this movie. Just by like what what you've <clears throat> what we've all heard. Like he he's the one who's like, Oh no, we're not doing CGI. We're fucking going into planes. We're we're gonna borrow these uh, thirty million dollar planes. And we're gonna do five Gs. Uh, all the actors that want to do this, guess what? You're you're gonna have to pull uh, five five six Gs to to uh, get in this movie. Like that's wild to me that he had that much power. But so how it's come cool. Some, it's how cool. Come some of the planes had co-pilots and others didn't. Because. They so like one of them is the one of the the single seat plane is the main weapon system plane, and then the one with the person in the back is doing the radar and um, targeting stuff. But aren't they all flying the same planes? One one has two seats and one has one seat. In in reality, also- in reality, they the F eight they they use the F eighteen Super Hornet, which has two seats so they put the actors yeah, in the they're back, in the back. Yeah. yeah so that was my other question is how they got the scenes with the two actors that was probably uh in the studio i don't i don't i i was looking for that i don't think you ever see them together at the same time maybe yeah. not yeah <clears throat> that's must wild been, though must have been fun to be one of the pilots on this movie I'm gonna shake you. I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna. Do... What's that Armageddon, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. So is that it? All we have oh, to say about Top Gun Maverick? It's tough when we all agree on all the exact same things. We're running out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's it's a problem. Did you see Jurassic World yet, Chapin? No, I I couldn't bring I can't bring myself to see. It. I mean, it just sounds terrible. You probably shouldn't. So you probably it, shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it it was actually better than I was expecting. 
which what? was weirdly disappointing. <laughs> it's still pretty bad. Let's, I mean, let's it's, not it's, talk it's, about it because I still might see it. Oh, we can talk about it whenever I see it. But I have right, no, I have fine. no interest in seeing it. I don't either. Ah, oh, Chapin, I've lost you. <laughs> There's some good stuff in it. There, there are some like really good, well-made, compelling sequences. It's just, it's not a very good movie. It's better than the last one for sure, though. It might be really? the best. It might be the best Jurassic World movie. Oh wow! I, it's been a while since I've seen the first Jurassic World, but it's definitely better than Fallen Kingdom, which is so bad because me and Lydia rewatched that the other day, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it is so bad. But there's a a quick bit on Jurassic World. Um, what else have you guys been watching? I know you've been checking off a lot of stuff on the spreadsheet. <laughs> Not really. We've been kind Matter of busy. Fact, you haven't even checked off uh, Top Gun Top Maverick. Gun. It's disappointing. Uh, it was actually the first time when I texted you guys. It was the first time I opened the, the spreadsheet. You guys disappoint me. No, but it's a great spreadsheet. I mean, like, I'm I'm happy to have it. I just, <laughs> that was the first time I opened it. You know, life's been busy. Yeah. Not okay. anymore, though. Not for me. 30 to 34 more days off. All right. Really? So I expect you to watch 25 movies in that time. 34 days off. I don't know what I would do with that. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I'd kill for that right now. Oh, I'm envious. Yeah, turned down a lot of jobs. Yeah, they said, oh, please, please, uh, just give me a work. And I said, please, we can't. No, we don't know where to put base camp without you. There's only one place you can gonna, put it. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive around Massachusetts and it's just gonna be like trucks like tipped yeah, just over, parked over like, in, the, in the middle of the street, just, just like in flames, chaos. Yeah, it's Lee, like how location. dare you put RRR? At, it has an 87. It's really score? good. It is really good. Wow. It's really. It is like it, it has some of the worst visual effects I've ever seen in a modern day movie, but it is really good. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of these, or any of these, rather. <laughs> yeah, some movies I'd recommend. RRR on Netflix. Documentary, if you want to sacrifice more than three and a half hours, it is Mr. Bachman and his class. It's a German documentary that is just incredibly good. Uh, Petite Maman on the flip side, 73-minute Celine Sciamma movie. That's really quite nice. Chapin, you're the only one that's seen The Northman so far. Yeah, but I don't even remember it. I, I was going to watch that the other night, and it was 19.99. It's on Peacock. <laughs> oh, Peacock. Oh, oh, cock. Also a bird. See, I, this is, I try to help you guys <laughs> with where to watch movies. <laughs> Another bird. Okay, well, that's going to do it. Our briefing is over. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. A short episode. It was brief, unfortunately. I mean, I don't know what else we're going to talk about with Top Gun Maverick. It's a great movie. You've probably already seen it already. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to whatever movie we're doing next week. And we we will be recording a, a podcast next week because Jeremy has no excuse. His family is COVID-free. He's not working. You know, you're just as difficult to schedule podcasts with, Chapin. That's not true. Uh, I got to make a note to cut that. Um, cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, and we love you. Stay safe out there, kids. And, uh, you know, well, this is Beautiful Boy. This, this has been Sexy Beast, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>
and we forgot who he was. Dark Knight. Yeah. I don't know why. He's not signing off, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying on. This is Dark Knight Rises. So